Blog Talk Radio. Look in my eyes. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. something it's been a minute since i've seen you guys lady land and i kind of were just going through the motions right now as far as getting shit together because yeah there's more shit going on in michigan there's even more drama the eastern seaboard of new york but let's not focus on that bullshit right now. We're going to focus on professional wrestling because this is off the rails uncensored and it's been a minute since I've actually been rested and feeling feeling like I can relay reports to you guys and whatnot but for those of you undergoing the quarantine for COVID-19 we're going to get through this we're going to get through this bullshit we're going to get through this nastiness this craziness you know what? I think it's better. There is no better time than now to discuss professional wrestling. Because on the latest news front, as most of us have seen reports, most of us have watched a YouTube video of it on WWE.com. There's an exclusive saying there's an end of an era. And we've heard that phrase a lot in sports and entertainment. Today, ladies and gentlemen, Vince McMahon is stepping away the long decade tenure for World Wrestling Entertainment, once formerly known as World Wrestling Federation. I've got, you know, a lot of mixed emotions about uh, Vince leaving. And obviously, the gentleman that you see in TV is portrayed as a villain. You know, he's, he's a great guy to be leading the role of heel. He's a great guy to hate. What some of you may not understand is that it's going to be a mixed emotion no matter who's the boss um, in charge of WWE. Now, granted, some might say, well, WWE might actually be great again. I don't know. All I know is that I um, I grew up watching ECW. I didn't start watching WWE until Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart and the Iron Man match. And that's what was my biggest hint as you should watch this shit type thing. And I have, I have met Vince. I don't know him personally. 
I think that he was very friendly. I don't think I know that he was very friendly because he shook my hand. It was a quick shake. And I got my picture with him, you know, and like a total mark. I sat there and told him, you're a pretty cool dude. I was probably right around middle school, I believe. He just laughed and walked away. That was it. Anyways, folks, so, yeah, it's been crazy with this whole COVID-19 stuff going around. They were filming WrestleMania 36 shit because the state of Florida was shutting every event down. And uh, I believe that's going to air on the network this Saturday and Sunday. It's the first time they've ever split WrestleMania into two uh, separate events. That's because there can be no more than 10 people at a public place, which, you know, in a sense is very strange. But, you know, after the, I guess, after the filming, there's some odd correlations of, oh, you know, this might be Vince's time to step down. This might be his time to step away from the business. You know what, in all honesty, folks, there were times when the decisions got put on the shoulders of Vince, and it really, we don't know if it was his decision for certain things, certain aspects, certain times of the business. Like, for example, if he has to keep a champion that people are going to disagree with, like John Cena or Brock Lesnar, that's not the gist of Vince's uh, tenure. I mean, the man did give us the Attitude Era. He did give us the Rock and Roll Era. He gave us several eras to follow ruthless aggression. It wasn't just eras that he gave us. He gave us as fans and as workers gave us what we call a show. So in a way, you know, you want to tell a guy that's been around for four plus decades in the wrestling business, his father, Vince Sr. said, here, you take this son and you make the most of what you can do and his knowledge and broadcasting. I mean, the man's dyslexic, but Vince's knowledge about the business, some may say it's outdated. You know, he trusted too many people to make the company go south. That's up to you. I mean, you're, you and everyone else, sir, is up for interpretation. I firmly believe that if you were to think, you know, in the old school perspective, which doesn't quite work now for professional wrestling, obviously everyone has a different interpretation of how things should go. And sometimes, you know, things aren't clicking, you're losing money. That's why, you know, you had to constantly go to Saudi Arabia for, you know, the filling of pockets company-wise. I'm not sugarcoating shit because this man, like I said, it's a mixed bag of how we are all supposed to fucking feel about how much of an impression Vince left on not only the workers around him, but the fans. Some of the, actually, majority of the fans that used to tune into WWE like it was religion could tell you that, well, NXT was literally carrying the company. Did Vince invest? His time, his you know, his sacrifice, and to help the company get where it's at today. Because look, despite you know this whole virus thing going around, they're still selling T-shirts. They're still getting people to buy their shit. They're still getting people to tune in, even though you bitch and complain about it. 
So in my mind, Vince McMahon did his job as an owner, as a as a character that is portrayed as you know he's the uh, asshole billionaire that walked around with the gimmick that I'm going to screw this person over, that person over. That could be any range from Stone Cold, Kofi Kingston, Triple H, The Rock. He was you know. It was a funny character, really, if you think about it. I mean, yeah, he got you to hate him. He got you to uh, be riled up, get all kinds of pissed off. But, you know, like I said, it's a mixed bag of emotions when it comes to the retirement of Vince McMahon Jr. Because you're looking at who's going to take over. Who's going to be the next right-hand guy? Please do not say Michael Hayes. I mean, I have mad respect for... And as a Hall of Famer, but as a uh, businessman, I don't. I'm not so sure that even Michael's, you know, the guy that you want taking over for that spot. And I don't think he's even going to venture in that. But like I said, I don't speak for anyone. I'm just, I'm just reporting what's been reported, which is a play on words. But yes, I 100% will always and forever know. That if Vince McMahon was off the screen when you were watching the tube, it was going to be one hell of a show. So thank you, Vince, in that regard for giving us entertainment. Uh, I got, you know, a lot of us have question marks as to what decisions were going into the creative mindset, you know, moving forward when it was, when it was certain moments like the uh, whole Brett Scoot Brett moment. No, I'm not going to touch base with that. When it was uh, the Owen Hart death. No, I'm not going to touch base with that. There was a lot of questions remaining. Like, why didn't you give certain people an opportunity, you know, to respectively shine? You know, when the when your top guy was you know selling merchandise, for example, not just John Cena, but I mean. There are other guys in this company that have put their best foot forward. You know, now he's in NWA, but Wade Barrett was an example. And Jericho and Cena got into create a difference fight and said, you know, why didn't you agree to do this finish? You know, the kid, I don't think Stu Bennett actually fucking cares, but you know something? Here's the deal. There are certain decisions that are made that go through Vince, and that is, if he does not approve of what certain aspects of creativity are going through him, then he's not going to put it on air. Sometimes it was a good decision. Sometimes it was a decision that made us all go, what in the fuck is going on? And why would you do this? You know, there's a lot of questions like, was Vince on his final run? Was he, you know, losing his shit? Was he losing his mind? Was it something that, you know, He wanted to go against the grain and say, I'm not trying to be mean, but this is what's going to happen tonight. A lot of speculation, you know, with The Fiend and (laughs) that whole thing where Seth Rollins, you know, in Hell in a Cell, when you had Mick Foley who didn't tell the boss that his ankle was, you know, bothering him or whatever was bothering him at the time during Hell in a Cell in 1998 or 99, between, you know, his match with The Undertaker. 
I don't know if Vince decided to say, okay, let's pull the plug on this match. Like I said, there's a lot of people around Vince that could also be the ones responsible for that decision at Hell in a Cell. It's not just one decision that kind of hindered the company just a little bit. There's a lot that goes into why fans will tune in to watch AEW now. It's because they say, well, Vince decided this, and this is why we lost 8.5 million viewers at one point back in 2019. Right around, I think it was SummerSlam, and Lesnar retained against some of the top names like Finn Balor or even Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman gets a strap, but it's overseas. Bray Wyatt wins, but it's overseas. I started to wonder, dude. There are certain question marks that I had. It was, why are the good things happening overseas when they should be happening here in the States? Yeah, sure, a lot of fucking people are fickle, man. But when Vince would make certain decisions, not just, like I said, not just him, there's got to be other people like Alvarez, Hayes, uh, Pritchard. I've got to specify which one because one's on creative, the other one's an agent. Look, what I'm trying to tell you all is, is that when Vince McMahon said, I'm stepping down, my ears perked up because I thought it was April fucking fools. And to tell you the truth, I'm not going to let this entire report consume the entire evening of Off the Rails Uncensored. But my God, you know, Vince McMahon retiring is a pretty fucking big deal. Especially seeing as how now AEW is a competition for WWE, even without a crowd. Which reminds me, folks, aside from... Vince leaving. Let's just, you know, report on what AEW's done because I don't want to do them last. I'd make it seem like I'm giving more importance to them. And like I said, I have mixed I have mixed bag feelings about AEW as well. So um you know, I honestly don't know how to feel about this. I feel like this opens the door on a lot, you know, for a lot of things. And one of those things is it's going to give WWE a chance to revamp. I believe it'll give them a chance to make amends with the fans. And it's going to be better because if they don't, I mean, let's see here. AEW, see, Kenny Omega beat Trent. How many opponents are we going to have tonight? Yay, no, okay. Um, Kenny Omega versus Trent from the Best of Friends. Cody Rosen with Darby Allen to face Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. Okay, so there's another tournament. Jesus Christ. It's the TNT Championship Tournament. So... There's bracket. Let's see here. Okay. I took a look at this bracket on Twitter.com or Twitter app. <clears throat> so, you had Sean Spears versus Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen, and the tournament began tonight. So, Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes. I mean, this is a pretty stacked card, ladies and gentlemen, if you think about it. And if you actually watched Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I, I agree, dude. So Kenny Omega beat 
right? So with a one-winged angel, Omega, turned into the match and fist bumped him away. So it was a show of sportsmanship at the end of Kenny's match with Trent Beretta. I believe that's his name. Hopefully I didn't butcher your shit. Please forgive me if I did. Hikaru Shida defeated Anna Jai. Shida went with a knee to the back of the head, followed by a falcon arrow. That's normally not a finish, but it used to be, you know, a finish that was written someone in Japan. Or a setup. Let's see, there's a video package about Moxley's rivalry with Jake Hager. And then it says, and it needs to include in results, but like you should know Moxley and Hager will face off. Okay, so they're going to face each other for the World Championship on Dynamite in two weeks. Lance Archer. Oh, my God. Whoever wrote this, I love you. It says, Lance Archer murdered Marco Stunt. Oh, Cabana was on commentary. Archer won with a chokeslam and his blackout slam. As a match, Archer chokeslam Stunt from the ring apron onto the wrestlers at ringside. Dear God. The Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall beat Dark Order's members 8 and 9. It's an odd number for gimmick, or odd name for a gimmick, 8 and 9. It's okay. Chris Jericho sent a video of him in his home in Hot Tub. Vanguard, Queen Jericho offered a spot, blah, blah. It said... Jericho then released the hounds, a bunch of cute little dogs to chase the drone. Okay, that part's funny. Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara defeated Cody and Darby Allen. And then there's a lot of advertisements after. So I believe that's what... Oh, yeah, Wednesday Night War Thread. That's great. So NXT, there's a triple threat match for the North American Championship. Keith Lee, Donovan, or Dominic Dijkovic, and Damian Priest. Let's see here. Velveteen Dream versus Bobby Fish. Second chance gauntlet match for a spot in the NXT Women's Title Number One Contenders match. So, okay, there's a match between Deanna Perrazzo, Dakota Kai, and someone else. Please don't tell about the spoilers, dude. This is not. I don't want to spoilers, but now we're going to switch gears to NXT, ladies and gentlemen, which also is on Wednesday nights. And uh, you know what? No, no, no. For real. I'm going to read all the results because I think it's fair. It is wrestling, sir, and that's why let's see here. So Velveteen Dream went ahead and beat Bobby Fish with the Dream Valley Driver. Dexter Lewis defeated Jake Atlas by submission. No idea who those two are, but I can give them a chance. Dakota Kai won a six-woman gauntlet match. I guess Raquel uh, Raquel interfered in this. Okay. Kushida submitted Joaquin Boyle an armbar. Okay. So Keith Lee beat Donovan Dakota and Damian Priest because Big Bang catastrophe. I knew that was probably going to be the result, although I would hope that something else you know, and interesting happens because you know 
I really miss seeing an audience. I mean, there's still a story told for both AEW and NXT, but they're missing the the audience. An audience always makes things look a lot smoother. It gives the uh, workers a chance to be like, oh, man, I really like it when they pop here. I really like it when they pop there. There's going to be moments, though, when we're not going to be able to get that at-home pop, you know, from everyone else. There's a little chance like you'd live without, but the rest of the pops that they get when they do suicide dives or chops, it's even great to hear the woos now. So, as I yawn, like, right into the microphone, I'm curious to know if we're ever going to get to, well, the chance to get to have an audience around the show would be nice, even if it's like 1,600 people, which would be highly beneficial. And speaking of which, for those of you who know that because of this coronavirus shit, if you want to become a professional wrestler, you do so by going to monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office. If you do, it better be a damn good question for the owner, head trainer, and the coach, Danny Cage. You know, by the way, guys, his work was in the ring tonight. Damian Priest, you know, if his work was also out there, Steve Cutler. Oh, and um, personal favorite, so, can't see, Seamus and Matt Riddle. There. Actually, I don't have 30 minutes. Let's say I have 38. Look. After reading the results of NXT and AEW, I think you guys pretty damn decent on reports, and I'm not going to go over what bothered me, what didn't bother me, although Keith Lee winning doesn't surprise me. It just makes me wonder if the predictability, you know, factor of, okay, see how long is he going to hold the title, blah, blah, blah. I bet you he holds it to that point. And then there's a lot of factors, my dude, into becoming a professional wrestler. Like, if you haven't already done so, you need to go to monsterfactory.org. You know, be a good citizen. Sign up for Danny Cage's school because why? This dude knows where it's at. He knows what he's talking about. And he's savvy. He is lowering tuition prices. Don't know if that deal's still going on, but you, if you have any questions... The phone number is right there listed on the website of www.monsterfactory.org. I don't know if Danny and them are still doing birthday parties or not. Probably not. But if you ever need to join a professional wrestling or wrestling school, Monster Factory is the place to be. All right, folks? Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you have small children, it's that time, you know, when to buckle up and do the best you can not to pay attention to a word. If you get offended, Wrestle Radio and Off the Rails, okay, Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast that was coined and or created on March 7, 2016. And has now been up and running for four years. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about, well, if lawsuits actually go through, I can answer that question. Yes. Any reproduction or 
likeness thereof of the title Off the Rails Uncensored. He will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and fined $45, court of law. So, folks, without further ado, allow me to play some music for you. This content is not suitable for minors under the age of 14. If you have kids that are above that age, still, you know, you're around, that's fine. That's exciting and damn things. So, monkey's in the truck, even though you're really distanced right now. Oh, you're going to hit my music, really, dude? Because I was like... <laughs> Started, shall we? Wrestling still doing shows about an audience showing that, showing the world we're here to entertain you fuckers. And even though we got a fucking virus going on, which is, you know, going to royally suck for Roman Reigns because he's got leukemia, so they had to pull him from the event. And by pulling him from the event, that's a lot of poster space and stuff that you have to advertise now because. They much, you know, the programs and stuff are going to do it, so I don't know how many reprints they can with the warehouse being shut down except for the WWE shop, the essentials like groceries, and yeah, you get the picture, folks. I mean, it's pretty obvious what's going on right now, and I'm not going to get into that discussion because this is not world news tonight on ABC. This is not lightning news on NBC. This is off the rails uncensored. For the longest time, folks, it's been a minute since I've been able to uh, shed some light or give my humble opinion on something that's going on with professional wrestling. And now, let me tell you something about the era of Vince McMahon or the era of No Chance in Hell finally come to an end. I appreciate what Vince did in some aspects. In some aspects, I just have question marks, not so much I, God, it's about time type thing, because everyone and their mother's probably saying, well, it's about time you step down, old man. Look, there are several things you don't understand is what, you know, some of you guys are going to hear. And some people may say, well, that's also Triple H's decision to do this, but blah, 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 blah. Pretty much runs both the suit side of the business, and they also run, yeah, I'm going to get my boots on and dirty side of the business. I feel like if we're going to assess Vince McMahon's career in one sentence, and towards the tail end of 2014, 15, it was getting bad. There was just so much shit that was... How do I put this? I had a question. Now, if you say you want to be in tune with the audience, we better pay attention to the ratings. 
Ratings and putting asses in seats is what Vince cared about the most. If you didn't put asses in seats, then the question remained, why are you still on his roster? Why are you still working for him? Don, on me. Some of these people may not be as prominent as Vince. You know, work, you know going forward, they just were part of the decision-making, and it hindered the company bad. Because of this whole WrestleMania thing, that's what I think pulled the plug for Vince. He just probably thought, well, I'm not making that much money right now. I'm only in this. I'm very much so in the red. No, probably left because of all the years he's been on the road, of all the years he had to approve, of all the years he's had to hear, I don't agree with your decision, blah, blah, blah. I'm going a different direction. I'm going to go to WCW. And then... Lo and behold, man, WCW folded in 2001. It actually was up for lease in 2000. But the point is, to have someone this influential go out of the business, we don't know if he's coming back from retirement after this, but there are a lot of us that are putting Oh Happy Days and Sister Act 2 as a soundtrack loop because... Because there's some people in this world that are old school in the way they do things or make decisions. And part of the reason why I believe that the company was so successful is because they got lucky. They got very fortunate that Russo and Richard or whomever was part of the creative writing staff, you know, our creative staff in World Wrestling Entertainment. They're probably thinking, I'm like, oh, thanks. I don't have to write much if I'm the writer, but as Michael Hayes said, if you, it's like you're the coach, but the players have to execute the plays. For years, man, the, the, the amount of players that Vince had to work with on the team, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, there's a lot of oh, and Hulk Hogan. You know, I don't like the thought of him or, you know, seeing him or meeting him. Let me just tell you something. If it weren't for Hogan, Vince's company would be in the fucking toilet right now. All those sales, you know, for teddy bears or the Toys R Us pillow dolls of Hulk Hogan. He essentially, folks, got lucky. Because, well, come right at the time in which we're in in the middle of another war. It's like, so, you know, Vince was able to use characters like Sergeant Slaughter and actually, yeah, Hogan was in the middle of a war because it was parts of the Cold War in the 80s. Then, you know, you have guys like Iron Sheik that were able to be fed to Hogan. Yeah, I agree, dude. I think that professional wrestling kind of had to take a step back and go, man, he finally he quit away from something that, you know, he's been a part of for a very long while. And sometimes you just need to when timing is right because, to him, to Vince, who's a very proud man, 
Like I said, I don't know him, but I could just from the looks that he was giving people in the back and and when you laugh at your own mistakes, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes when it's a major deal, it's a major pay-per-view and you laugh, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. But in the same token, when you laugh at fans' reaction, when it comes to you know, telling you, please be different, listen to the fans. I did, you know, he made Kofi champion. That's not the only nice act that he ever contributed to, but look. If you want, I can tell you about like the ratings difference between ninety nine and two thousand nineteen. It's because there were a lot of decisions made not just by him but by board of directors will this person's t-shirt sales are through the roof. Maybe you should consider giving him or her the championship opportunity they so rightly deserve. I think a lot of NXT guys might either thank Vince for the opportunity that you know they once were given, or they're probably going to look back at the career and say, "Gee, I guess you know my career, you know, may or may not have been important." So, like I said, there's people that probably have a lot of mixed feelings right now during all this shit, and um, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just trying to focus on something other than what happened today in New York. If you haven't already heard, somebody jumped. So, you guys, you know, messaging me through Instagram, that's fine. I'll do my best to respond to you guys as best I can. Uh, my anxiety level just went up. I'm not ending the show as of the moment. I believe professional wrestling provided an outlet. I think when I was a kid, I got over to my friend's house, you know, because he's like, you watch that ECW shit. We watch that WWF shit, man really wasn't that hooked because, like I said, I hate following crowds. I do not like trends, certain one of the trends, but here's the deal. You want to talk about a man who has made some bonehead decisions in his life? That's every single man, but when you own a company that has its own jet and you own certain things like, oh, I don't know, a professional wrestling business, it's harder than it looks, folks, because you have to go through the whole all right, do you want to try this? Let's, you know, or it's going to be more of a show. In other words, there was good defense and there was bad defense. And then, like I said, took over for his father. We all know this fucking story, so I'm just going to shorten it for you. There are people who believe at the rapture that people are going to come out of the woodwork and just, sorry, folks, I get sidetracked. So, yes, with 23 minutes left, I'm going to explain the event. 
Vince. What to say about him without getting in trouble? Because you never know when WWE could pick up the audio from this and say, well, you said, look. In all honesty, to watching the ratings go from 4.2 back in 92, 93 when it first came out, actually 6 point whatever million. All I'm going to say is, no chance. That's what you got. No chance in hell. Sorry. I wonder if I actually have that theme on here because it looks like I probably do not. So, yeah. Vince McMahon leaving WWE. There's a shit ton of articles that I'm reading through right now that my friend sent me, and, I, and my response was. Well, what do you want me to say about it? There's just a lot of, you know, pauses because I'm reading some of your guys' questions and inquiries about, you know, Vince McMahon. And I'm just thinking to myself of something I said to the clear Savannah after every meal. Look. There's a steady decline in subscriptions. I no man, I'm not fading. I'm just telling you, this is how I feel about the whole entire situation. I believe that the pressure got to Vince finally. You know, he's so good at making sure people are taken care of, but it's not WrestleMania that's getting him. It's probably a lot of variety of things that are getting to him. Could be the fact that he barely is able to see his grandkids. Could be that, you know, he just wants to step down and finally, you know, assimilate into normal society. Instead of having to deal with the bullshit every day of, oh, this is a virus, you know, we're taking this very seriously type thing. Look, I, we here at Wrestle Radio Network and Off the Rails Uncensored, we all want you to know that uh, I have a lot of sanitizer even though I deal with money every day, my mental frame of mind may be going loose. You know, but seeing guys like Vince McMahon, you know, every once in a great while come back to the ring and act like, you know, a complete asshole was a very, you know, like welcoming sight because the fans during the whole Kofi thing were under the leaf that, Kofi's not going to get a shot at WrestleMania 35. Well, now look what happens. There's a brilliant story idea art, you know, from Vince McMahon himself. We want the fans to believe that what we put out is what Vince would normally say is entertainment. Fans, you know, they came second because the boys and Vince... That's what, you know, that's maybe what Vince needed was just time to himself. But let me be honest with you, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. I'm glad that the company finally took this direction because the chairman of the board stepped down, so on and so forth. So the speculation, who's going to own WWE? No one knows yet. I mean, we do if we get the incidents of toilet paper. We'll be able to get to an audience soon, but look, 
if the shit's already not hitting the fan, a lot of people you say, well, just let loose, Brian, just let loose. Oh, I fucking will. Here's the thing. When you, these are some of the criticisms that I'm going to point out. When people make the decision for Lesnar to keep a championship belt or they just parade it around like, hey, I'm the best son of a bitch in the whole fucking world. You know who's also great in that situation? The Joker. I say that because there's a lot of weird fucking analogies that I can tell you about that have to correlate with the situation. But the point is, folks, Vince McMahon is gone. AEW still running strong. So is NXT. It's going to be one hell of a competition. Now fans' eyeballs are going, holy fuck, am I reading this right? Is this a joke? Is it possible that Vince McMahon Jr. is finally stepping away from the company, because look how many people stay with the company that are freaking horrible. I think it's time to clean house. In my opinion, you keep some of the folks there as agents, not permanent writers, because let's just say some of the writing staff is really out of touch with the crowd and some go too fast. Sometimes it's really nice and sensual slow. But other times I have sat and pondered what in the hell is going on? Every guy that comes up from NXT is getting put to the wayside. And that includes Aleister Black, the Viking Raiders, Finn Balor, who is now in NXT, I must tell you, the whole thought process is to me, you know, professional wrestling always constantly evolves itself. If you don't learn to evolve, then you're going to have a very short wrestling career. And by short, I mean, metaphorically speaking, sorry about this too, Hornswoggle. Your wrestling career will be as long as Hornswoggles. Dear God in heaven, that's got to suck. You want to talk about somebody who gave fans an option whether you want to be entertained or just leave this the fuck alone. Well, now's not a good time to say I want to be left the fuck alone because if you try that, you end up asking yourself, why didn't I, you know, give more effort? Why didn't I go to the boss and say, hey, I actually want you know, succeed on this roster, how can I go about doing that? I'm just reading an answer to the question. You asked, how can I improve myself? I've been through nothing as crazy as this. Her name was Isla. She asked me, what do I think of the talent comparison between NXT and AEW? And I have time to answer the question about 
if I believe AEW will being a great new company. Look, every company is going to be decent when they first start, and that includes AEW. The problem is they do too many fucking specialty matches, and they don't do matches. Sometimes, you know, once in a blue moon, I guess, tonight's the exception to the rule. AEW actually had straight-up wrestling matches. Good job, guys. Um, NXT, that's more fast-paced, uh, bigger version of the indies. If you haven't, if you don't believe me, it's a more professional version. You got Keith Lee doing dives, Donovan Dijkovic doing whatever the fuck he does, uh, and you had well, just several people pulling out all the stops tonight for NXT and AEW. Say AEW one night stand because I feel like they remind me so much of ECW. I don't know why. Well, possibly because I started out when I was a kid that didn't know shit. So imagine a scared 19-year-old trying to learn professional wrestling. That'd be me, folks. That'd be me. Anyways, that's going to change the landscape of wrestling for sure because without hearing the words, I blame Vince for this, this, and this, you're going to be hearing, did you do something? <laughs> Boy, that haircut looks really, really good. So I don't know what I said. I'm under the impression that having Vince not there in the office might actually benefit the company because the ratings went from, like I said, 10.9 million, actually almost 14 million to all over the place. 10.9, was probably the highest. I almost hit 13 million viewers in their home. So, it's it's sad, but we will, I guess, my family still have a celebration. Like I said, folks, I'm sorry. I'm in between conversations. I witnessed a man's death at Ocean Avenue. You know, saw fire trucks, everyone shutting it down. Anyways, in closing, folks, I just want to point out, you know, Vince... Maybe people's least favorite, but there's certain things that he wants us all to learn, not your brother, but God, for that matter. If you're not kind to others, then, you know, the quarantine will continue. By kind to others, I don't mean just thanking your grocery store clerk. Just because, and I'm bringing this out, folks, because there's a lot of idiots messaging me right now on Instagram saying I should take this seriously, blah, blah, blah. I am taking this seriously. I wash my fucking hands. I'm like some of you fucks. Now I'm going into a COVID-19 rant. So unlike some of you fucks who sit there and be like, well, they're just going to change it for me. Do you think that my God, she's sitting on his ass right now going, oh, I wish, you know, I could be a certified trainer. I wish, look, once you have dealt with so many people, on air and on podcast tends to get distracting. So anyways, back to the whole venture tiring thing. 
part of me wonders, okay, since they said Triple H was demoted, what does that mean for the rest of us? How is that going to impact our lives, man, with the fact that somebody relinquished their own spot in order to train and get better? I'm making no sense, aren't I? But I'm already on live air, and I need seven uh, more listens to I get to uh, have 5,000 all-time listens. Aside from the point, we're all hoping and praying that someone oh, – Hunter, I don't, like I said, I don't know, and I'm not in the backstage politics of certain shit. So what I can tell you is Vince McMahon as a former – full-time employee of WWE and by full-time I mean actually going out to the ring and risking getting his ass beat or getting verbally chewed out it's gonna be hella weird without the chairman and it's not like it's not like easy explaining why we all have cares for him and discords at the same time I mean, eight and a half million viewers. You get more attention overseas. This is wrong. That is cheating a lot of the fans out. And I'm just saying, you know, I can afford a passport. I already have one. Point is, it's like, man, I cannot believe this shit is going on. I cannot believe it's going down. But I believe that maybe Vince decided to quarantine. We don't know. All right, they already did pre-tapings in Tampa, and we will see them on the network this Saturday and Sunday. Folks, if you don't have a network, they're waiving fees. I don't know if they're waiving fees for Mania, though. All right, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three. Actually, no, I can't end it on like that. I, I just can't. There are times when I got pissed watching the product, and I said I would always say, you know, I'm partially blaming Vince because it's kind of easier just to be like pointing the finger anyways. Then I realized, wait a minute, these guys earned it, the Road Warriors did. And if you actually sit down and watch Vince McMahon get interviewed by anyone, he does know how to put he does know how to put on a fucking character. He knows how to gimmick guys, you know, prove them whatever. Anyways, folks, my final thoughts on Vince McMahon leaving the company. You know, thank you for all the memories in the Attitude Era. Thank you for entertaining us with the uh, endless bras and panties matches. No, not really. Um, just thank you for a lot, man. Keeping keeping the peace between certain superstars, making sure you're pushing your company and guys back and forth. You know, making them better. There were a lot of guys that felt that they had to leave the company, like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And I believe they were the forefront runners of, this company sucks, that's why we're not there no more, and we're jumping ship. Vince could have easily said, don't come back. Took him a minute to come back after all that nonsense with WCW. Nonsense is in, you know, NWO black and white with Hogan, and then it split into NWO Wolfpack. Vince never once critiqued, you know, some of the gimmicks that were created, like Sanity or 
absolution. Doesn't matter what groups there. Vince just loved being around professional wrestling, and I and I and other people get it. So when you have a company that's you know grossing a lot retail wise, but it's not grossing a lot of ratings. I think you know part of them said, "Man, I'm not succeeding, so I'm just going to step down." Could be a variety of things. It could be the grandkids. It could be spending time at home, just thinking about all the nonsense that's going on around us. There's just a lot of factors that go into why Vince may or may not have stepped down. I'm pretty sure it's got quotes, quotes about why he did it, what was the motive, and also is there a timeline for when he's going to come back? And those of you who decide to summon him, I will hurt you. Because for the first time in a while, we're going to actually have professional fucking wrestling. No. We're going to have a dynamic, meaning NXT might be integrated into or onto the main roster without, you know, okay, you're getting the call. This is what I want. Because there's an episode where Hunter was shown, and it's like, we can't have her. I know you would rather see me keep her in NXT or give her the call or him the call. Sometimes people are called up too soon, and a lot of us know that Vince is the one who would approve these gimmicks, or not just gimmicks, but their their whole attitude, their attributes to certain things, their desire to uh, make the company great again. It was measured a lot by Vince, and if if he did not really like your attitude or like you in general you were probably going to take a back seat for the rest of the fucking decade, man. And I think it was awesome that he gave us WrestleMania. Well, actually, that's Howard Finkel. So, Vince, he was sitting around and he said, Howard Finkel said, well, the Beatles have Beatlemania. Why don't we have WrestleMania? I mean, it's evolved. It's, I love it. I love going to WrestleMania. Even though I'm not going to one this year, I feel like next year we're going to have one. All right. Yeah, it sucks that Vince is gone, but I think it's also, like I said, it's a mixed bag. Some people are going to say, it's a good thing. Maybe, maybe this guy can take over. Maybe this gal can take over. depends it fucking really even if they've already announced it I don't give a flying fuck Vince I want to say thank you in certain areas and aspects of the business also no thanks you know for what was done as far as the whole genocide of Arabia incident um, keeping the title around certain guys ways that do not show up a lot of question marks but also a lot of okay maybe he knows what he's doing as far as a creative standpoint goes, but other than that, we're all left in the fucking dark, okay? We're all left in the dark for some weird fucking reason. And Vince leaving, yeah, it did take up the bulk of this discussion, but that's how I feel. I mean, I felt like he gave opportunities to Shawn Michaels. I felt like he gave opportunities to Undertaker, Aleister Black, Kofi Kingston. The list goes on and on, folks. The majority of the roster is now NXT. Old NXT, new NXT, whatever you want to call it. So, Thank you, sir, for your service to the company, you know, World Wrestling Entertainment, your love child. But, um, all right, sir, that's all that I have 
all aspect, no disrespect for my cynicisms towards you. So, you know, I got a lot of questions if I ever bump into you, and I probably won't ask all, maybe just whenever the proper Q&A moment comes up, all right? Well, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Little bitches, I got to get some sleep. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of something I 